Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. podcast, except for this week when we continue to be a die RPG podcast. I will be your kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. You know what I love about this being our fourth die episode and definitely not our last? It's just, we just fucking jamming with this game. We're like, fuck off-season plans. We're playing this. <laughs> so thank you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex Finn. I mean, you had plans, Daniel, but we were like, no. No, no. <laughs> and Samson Davis. Hello, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning, Samson. Does anyone else have an autofill whenever you say I'm here to finish it with I'm queer, get used to it? Like my mind just shouts that. It's like, hey. Oh, and a brain autofill. I know I do, but I can't think of them. I thought you meant your phone. I was like, how often are you texting that? <laughs> <laughs> no, my brain just autofills things and I have to like stop myself. It's a thing. I don't think Samson's autofill functions are online yet. Fair. We'll find out. And nothing's online right now. He's got that sleepy boy look on his face. Yeah, but you know what is online? Die hard, die <laughs> AR. A for effort. <laughs> they are an online purveyor of wonderful polyhedral dice for you to use in your make-believe games. Just go on there, find the prettiest colors that you like, whether they be metal or acrylic. They're all high quality. And when you go to check out, use our code EXPLORESWANTED. You get 10% off your order. You're getting high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper. And tell your friends about this code. Like, don't don't be selfish. Share the love. I'll get 10% off. And you're all supporting the show, and it's all wonderful for everybody. So please do that. Thank you. And the dice are cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, let's see what Die Hard Dice got new. And I was like, oh, they got my whole paycheck new. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't check up on them as often as I'd like. because Don't do it. I don't have a lot of money. It's so. a trap. <laughs> I'm not going to die hard dice right now just to see. <laughs> Listeners, it is like 8.30 something our time. That's why Samson is so sleepy. Yes. That's why we appreciate him so much. Mm-hmm. You too, Alex, but Samson's suffering is obvious. <laughs> I've unfortunately trained myself to like, no matter what day it is, at least by 7.30 I'm awake. I don't like it, but that is uh. my life now. I might start using that function for something, but probably not. So, who remembers what happened last time in our die game? How about Alex? There was a sinkhole. Yes, there was a sinkhole. Yes, we watched a village get (laughs) wrecked by an earthquake. And we just stood there like, yep, that's happening. Because that's who we... Who our characters... I almost said that's who we are as people. No, that's who our characters are as people. To be fair, we're not high level enough to deal with an earthquake yet. So... Not a whole lot we could do. 
We did the like reasonable thing of let's take care of us first and then we'll help them afterwards, which is, you know, unless you do have superpowers, what you probably should do in an emergency situation. Yeah. Unless you are able to safely help yourself first, just like they tell you on the airplanes. Got a little customer service voicey there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after we watched that village just get shit on. We ran up and be like, how can we help you now that everything's done? And we did heal some people, so that was good. I think there were minimum casualties, which is good. But they were just so grateful we were there. They gave us horses and we GTFO'd. But we are going to deliver a letter that we did read. (laughs) We opened that sealed letter, listeners. Yeah, you definitely tampered with the mail. We did commit some federal crimes. The worst thing we've done so far. I know. Which is surprising for us. Wait, no, there was murder. I This high murder hobo potential with this system. Yeah, we did murder somebody, but they came back as a zombie, so it worked out at the end, I think. Mm. That's not how that works. Ew. I feel like there was something else. Oh, we met cyberpunk elves, and then they explained <laughs> the rules that we all, including Jericho, have to vote to leave. Or else we're stuck here. And it kind of sucks because we're going to have to report ourselves as kidnapped so we don't get fired from work. Well, two out of the three of us. Because Robin is self-employed, so nobody can fire Robin unless Robin is being kind of extreme. Yeah. And listen, I mean, Imogene fixes special machines, so I think she'll be all right. But she don't think she'll be all right. Well, Imogene has, like, real-world commitments. She's going to file that police report. It's going to be hilarious. You have to get out to file a police report. I know. I know. Oh, but we did find out if we murder somebody, their vote doesn't count. However, it was heavily implied if you die in the game, you die in real life. Go watch that movie, Stay Alive, because it is good. So I'll just add a little something to that that you also found out. So what you found out is that to go home, all the players, including Jericho, have to get together and agree that the game is over. And they have to say it together, sort of like going around in a circle in agreement. To stay permanently, you also must vote, all of you, including Jericho, the game continues. And then once that decision is made, it's final. But the world is destabilized by the uncertainty of your presence. So if the vote doesn't happen before the destabilization reaches its apex, this world and everyone in it, including you, will die. If I remember right, we weren't that lust about the world ending this world ending no right now you aren't well i presumably you don't want to be here when it happens yeah potato potato yes and those who are dead do not get a vote sucks to be them i know like i hope the listeners got my implication of imogene might be doing some things and i'm not sure if robin or reynolds are gonna stop her maybe they'll help and hold somebody down i don't know I think Imogene's fine. She seems fine for somebody in this situation. But are we going to be accomplice to murder or not? Yes. No, I feel like murder's going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're already accomplished to murder. We killed a guy at the end. But like real world murder. Well, no, I'm not engaging in real world murder. Murder. I want to make that clear right now. Well, if we murder Jericho, we murder him in real life. Mm. Like I thought we all as characters understood that we'll cross that bridge when we get to it oh yeah sorry the three layers of meta i thought you meant like in this life i'm like alex i do a lot for you help you had a body i ain't gonna help you make a body you know what i'm saying 
<laughs> in Minecraft. We're talking about in Minecraft, listeners. We are not planning things. How many layers could we add to this game? Like, could we play this game in Minecraft? Just to, like, add another <gasps> layer to this? No. Our Paragons start playing a game as... Oh, God. The original characters <laughs> playing the Paragons, playing themselves. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's like their intervention for Jericho to try to get him to understand what what's going on. <laughs> the emotional hardship submission is an interesting clue to Jericho's state of mind. Mm-hmm. So, you have just encountered the fair, and they have told you, essentially, the rules, and they have disappeared, and you are back in this stone circle that you guys entered. What do you do? Hey, how are those horses looking? Yeah. We were, how long were we gone, is the question. Because they wouldn't, I don't know. I feel like they would sleep without us. They're tame. Evens Rod, Samson. Oh, fuck. Um, Oh, the question of death. (laughs) Odds? Dace roll die. Tell me if you get even or not. Come on, big money. Even. Oh. The horses are gone. <laughs> Monkeys. Imogen's looking all... I, I checked those knots. Where are they? Uh, this must be part of Jericho's storyline if they're gone like this. This is totally a ruse for us to, like, stay here longer. I bet. That's totally it. Yeah, and Reynolds, you know what? I haven't talked to you in a long time, but for some reason I trust you. So. I, I think you're right. Uh, thanks. That means a lot. I trust you too. <coughs> That's all of our rations, though, and the horses. Well, not all of our rations. She points at her backpack. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Alex, even or odds? Odd. Samson rolled die. Don't you get even or odd? Would you say odd? I rolled odd. Yeah, get shit on. Okay. Then Reynolds and Robin also had some of their rations in their backpack. Only some of them were on the horses, nice. so you didn't lose all your rations. Okay, full disclosure, I thought she was talking about the dead bodies on her armor. <laughs> she took those off. Now it's just kind of like dried blood and bodily fluids. Like, it's almost stopped smelling. Like, it's almost dried enough. But every time she takes a whiff, she's like, that's so gross. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, and Blossom starts glowing a little bit brighter as a result, so you can move your dye up a level. <gasps> nice. <gasps> I'm intense. All right. Well, I guess we better start walking or try to find these horses. We look on the ground looking for horse tracks because we've established nobody poops in this world. How often does a horse poop? Oh, yeah, we have established that horses don't poop. Well, that's that's rough on us right now. Have you? Well, you guys said that. We said we didn't never poop. I said we've established no, there was a bit last time. Yeah, there was Alex a bit. about the lack of shitting. and There was there was definitely a bit. So the horses do poop. I'm going to say this. Because of the smell and the intensifying loathing, Imogene, your stomach starts to feel very upset. <gasps> Why? The first poop of the world? Like you're having a need to go. Oh. A number two. Excuse really me. Badly. She runs into the woods, tries to find like a log that is laid flat. Drops her pants, hits it mid-thigh, shits off the other side. Nice. Have I done this before? Is this a technique that I know? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You've had the shit in plate mail? No. Oh. Is this why we practice wall sitting? Just in the woods, in an emergency. Yes. So given the plate mail, it was probably quite a production as you were rushing to get to that. <laughs> I think yeah. it's still the same principle. Just, I just wanted yeah. to know if Stacey had been in plate mail before. <laughs> No, although I'm considering purchasing some armor things to go to the Renaissance Fair. But I'm also very tempted by the Star Trek idea. (laughs) The Star Trek idea is at least cheaper. 
because you can just like quickly whip up a red suit. True. Okay. Reynolds was going to try something. Well, pooping. Okay. What were you going to try, Reynolds? Um, I was going to try to pray to the god of the wild. <gasps> Ooh. But I don't really have anything with them, so I don't really know what I could do. You can absolutely talk to any of the gods. Whether or not they agree to do anything for you is another question. Okay. Yeah, so I guess Reynolds is going to pray to the god of the wild and ask for a ride out of here. Are you summoning centaurs on us? I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm just praying. So who is the god of the wild in your pantheon? Disney's Tarzan. Nice. Yeah! <laughs> okay. So you hear, I can't do the Tarzan yell, but you hear yeah, yeah. in the distance. And then, Renard, I don't believe we've had the pleasure of chatting before. Hello, your wildness? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> we, uh, hi. Hello, you look great. Um, we travelers are somewhat stranded in the wilds and we need to get to the Shining City as quickly as possible. Could we ask a favor and be granted steeds to carry us to the city? Personally, I'm not fond of people riding the animals, but I suppose we could make an arrangement and you could owe me. Uh, yeah, of course. Are you willing to put yourself in my debt? Of course. Then, granted. And they vanish. So mark down that you've got one debt with the God of the Wild. And trundling out of the forest. In the real world, it would make no sense for these animals to be in this environment. But trundling out come three rhinos. (laughs) That come out, stand next to you guys, and sort of bend their front knees to make it easier for you guys to get on top. I imagine this happened while Imogene is still dealing with her situation. Yeah. Yeah. Imogene, you heard some like big movements of animals, but you didn't see them. You were in like not the right spot. So you come back out and you see three rhinos sort of almost kneeling in front of. No, I thought the rhinos like all came to us individually. So like a rhino was just kind of like kneeling in front of Imogene while she was open. Open. So the expulsion was fast and noisy. But it's cleaning up and getting everything put back together. That's taking her a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> While a rhino's just like sitting there like, you done? <laughs> All right. They're not our horses, but they'll get us there. Wow, Reynolds, you really saved our bacon here. Just pull what weight I can. <laughs> Still doing up her codpiece, which naturally she wears. And it's of a size. It's impressive. Like mm-hmm. compensating? No, you just got to protect that cooch, you know what I'm saying? I know, cooch punches are Cups just aren't just for dudes, man. <laughs> so, you get on the rhinos and you begin traveling. The rhinos are not necessarily faster than the horses or as fast as the horses. They ha- are taking a more trundling walk, but they're definitely moving you faster than if you guys just walk. As these things are walking, you notice something normal wildlife. Most of the wildlife kind of tend to skitter when the rhinos are moving because they're just big animals. Mm-hmm. So you guys are moving along and you notice this one animal that doesn't skitter away from you. It's just a rabbit slowly hopping along the path in front of you guys. And the rhinos stop because they're a little confused by this rabbit. And the rabbit twitches its nose and looks up at you all and says in perfect English... We're all going to die. 
Mood. And then hops off. Well, we might not. Reynolds just yells after it. <laughs> I mean, like when you get an ominous thing, I feel like you should take it seriously, you know? Everything's been ominous. This has all been ominous. Those elves were fucking ominous as fuck. Mm-hmm. True. Do we chase the rabbit? I mean, we could make it come true and we're all gonna die because we're gonna kill it. We do kind of need rations. The rabbit is already into the forest line now, so if you guys want to go get the rabbit, you're going to have to start moving in that direction very quickly. Imogene does so. Oh, we... Okay. Oh, come on. (laughs) Imogene starts chasing after the rabbit. So you get to the forest line. I think if you want to try to find this rabbit's path or find the rabbit or spot the rabbit, it's going to be some sort of, like, intellect dice pool. All right. Well, Imogene's not dumb. Let's do it. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a difficulty one, because the rabbit is small and fast and had a head start. Yeah. So how many dice does that mean that I roll? So what is your intellect? Two. Okay, 2d6, and then the difficulty will remove one of the successes, if there are any successes. Four and four. Okay, so one success goes away. You do see what you think to be the rabbit kind of, like, jumping through the underbrush. Yeah. Probably about 50 feet ahead of you. Yeah, she increases her her speed. I assume she left the rhino. Yes, you would have had to if you wanted to get this. She's going. Okay, so running on foot to try to catch a rabbit. I know. What a day not to have a ranged weapon. And full armor, too. Mm. You know, armor's a lot lighter and more mobile than you would think based on depictions in television as our weapons. It's still like 40 or 50 more pounds than you're carrying otherwise. But she dropped like five pounds in the forest. So rabbit is very fast. That's definitely going to be a strength-based roll. Imogene works out. Established, I think, that she had some musculature and because she wears medium. Your paragon is also muscular, but that doesn't mean that the same thing Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking um, of Cypher. Uh, going through underbrush, you're trying to catch a rabbit that's fast. You're wearing armor, which... You're also bulky, which means that it gets harder with the inner version. I think this is going to be a difficulty two. Ouch. So I roll my three strength dice? Yep. Five, five, three. Okay. So, yeah, you lose those two successes because of the difficulty. The rabbit gets away from you, and you lose track of it. But you have run quite far into the forest. So what are Robin and Reynolds doing while Imogene is so far beyond the tree line that you can't see her? Do we follow or, um... Reynolds has taken the rhinos just off the road and is feeding them and making sure they're okay. I I think... Give her some time to come back. Let's wait it out. She's not back in a half hour, then we can go look. Okay. Okay. Does Imogene just head back, or does she wander around the forest a bit, or... Oh, my compatriots stayed at the road? Mm-hmm. They did. I guess... You hear Blossom in your head saying... Well, you tried the best that you could. I mean, it was a very fast little rabbit. Blossom, you're right this time. I'll allow it. (laughs) (sighs) See? Proud of you. Personal growth. I hate that I like the things that you say. I know. I know. And there is something there that you suddenly realize about this voice. It's just slightly different enough that... You didn't catch it at first, even though Blossom was sort of instantly familiar. You realize that Blossom's voice is a little bit like 
your mom's voice when she was doing fake happy in social interactions. Oh my god. I'm not going to think too hard about this. <laughs> she says out loud to herself in Blossom. And, uh, think about what? You know, don't worry about it. I'm going to think about walking back to the road, I guess. I expected Robin and Reynolds to come with me. Or follow me, at least. So, I guess let's look for, I don't know, apples and shit? Mushrooms? I don't know. Some food? Sure. Do you know which mushrooms are edible? No. Nope. Nope. This sounds like a great idea. Maybe some berries instead. Maybe berries are better. Do you know which berries are poisonous? No! We gotta eat something, though. I mean, there must be, like, raspberries here. Those rhinos look like they'd be meaty. You ever try to kill a rhino, Blossom? I haven't, and I don't want to. All right, suit yourself. Okay, it's quiet time. So I guess as she walks back, she looks for foods or little critters that could be foods. Okay. So the little kit critters are, like, scattering away from you. I mean, you, you've got a challenge in that you don't have any ranged weapons, and they can sort of see you coming. So I don't think you ever have an opportunity to really get any critters on this walk, especially since you just, like, ran through the area, so a lot of them already scattered. You could try to find berries that you could collect. It would probably be a difficulty one intellect roll to see if you find the right berries. Intellect, so that's two dice for me. And you said it was difficulty one? Yeah. Six and a four. Nice. Okay, one success. You do find some berries that you're pretty convinced are probably safe. She eats one. It's fine. In fact, it feels a little better in your stomach. Something that you ate or that your paragon ate before you... <laughs> showed up in this place or or maybe even you know something wrong with like one of the rations i don't know but that's that's what upset your stomach earlier and at least the berry your body reacts positively to it it's very tart though it's not well tart's the wrong word it's it's sort of like lightly tart but mostly bitter so it's not particularly tasty but it is sustenance i mean i don't know how many she has time to pick but honestly if it makes her stomach feel better she fills her her stomach with the berries Mm-hmm. Does she pick any others? Yeah. I mean, she's, like, taking her time. She's, like, foraging for, like, 15, 20 minutes here. Okay, cool. So when Imogene comes out of the forest with her berries, what does she see you guys doing? Uh, um, Relaxing. <laughs> uh, Reynolds is probably, like, pacing around the rhinos. And then when he sees Imogene come out of the forest, like, oh, thank gods, whatever. I thought something had happened and we had to go in and find you. You okay? Everything fine? Did you get the rabbit? Didn't get the rabbit. I got these berries, though. I don't know what's up with that rabbit. I ate some of these. They're fine. You guys... You have another incident? No, I actually feel better. Oh. So, I brought some for you guys. I'm already full. And she has, them like, the bag of berries. Uh, thank you. So, Alex, you said Robin is relaxing. Can you give us a word picture for that? Like, what does Imogene see? I feel like she's just laid out on top of the rhino, like, sunbathing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe holding up your hand and sending, like, a trickle of flame back across your fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you guys continue on? Yes. Yes. Okay, you travel for another few hours, and you come across, like, you can hear some sort of commotion up ahead, but there's still some trees blocking the way, until you come across sort of a big opening of grassland, and there you see the unmistakable sight of circus tents, and you see crowds of people moving around between the tents and you see like a variety of animals being led into the tent presumably for a performance and reynolds 
It's at that point you see Tarzan in front of you again and says, I'm afraid I'm calling my marker in. Mm. It saddens me and angers me to see the beasts of my protection being enslaved and forced to perform. I want you to free all the animals in this circus. Understood. You're lucky you got me because I have a friend who is not going to like any of this circus nonsense. And then Reynard, side-eyed Robin. Well then, get it done, Reynard. And Tarzan disappears. Joker, Turgon, we need to cause a little trouble for uh, a wild god. Joker, you're not a fan of animal cruelty, are you? Normally, no. I mean, some animals are dicks, though. Excellent. Well, um, I need to... But you don't ask me? Do you think I'm just, like, for animal cruelty? (laughs) Well, I... Well, no, I... I have a cat. No, I... 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 I, Sorry. Are you into animal cruelty? No. Thank you for asking, (laughs) Reynard. Right. Well, okay. I... I didn't handle this well at all. Um, anyway, God of the Wild wants us to free the animals, so they're all up for a quick side quest to appease a god. Fuck yeah. Who did, who did give us some holy rhinos, and then Reynard pats the uh, rhinos. As long as there are no geese. Fuck those geese. Well, let's see what Jair has in store for us. Yeah. Okay, so should we... So, Oh, Daniel, so is this like during the daytime, and it's like the crowds aren't there? Or like, what is... It's like late afternoon, early evening, so there are crowds moving between the tents. Like, there are shows going on right now. So, one option that we have is right now, my character is intense, which means could use creative violence to defeat a mob, a blockage, a village, or a strength. Okay. So just keep that in mind. She can wreck some shit. I guess that's the question. Do we want to be... I have an idea for a plan. I go in with the rhinos. With the rhinos. And I just start making a scene. Okay. And you guys go free the animals. But we should do some scouting, I think. Maybe we should attend. Okay, so let's, I guess, hide the rhinos, because I imagine rhinos are going to be seen as premium creatures of this part of the world for a circus, so we don't want you guys to get captured. Joker, can you decorate the rhinos? Yeah. With a little glitz and glam, yeah. So, I'm thinking like a little Aladdin-style little romp through town, and then I'll just get violent at whatever point I feel like it. We could paint them with the berries. I'm going to need a top hat. You're going to go full on Prince Ali? That's correct. Okay. Uh, Should we scout first, though? Yeah. Because that's what I meant. Like, we should hide the rhinos while we're scouting. I think we should just buy tickets. No, yes. You have money, right? Because I I do not. Well, um, yeah, I have have money. We have this gold. Can I have some? Sure, I can hand out money. Two gold each. Does that sound good? Yes. I'm writing that down this time. Wait, where do I write that down? Wait. Do we have character sheets in here? <laughs> no. Who's talking right now? <laughs> I mean, she's not good at making it different. Robin's just holding up the fey gold, like... <laughs> Hold on to that. Hold on to that for now, because that, that might be useful later. We may not. We may need that for something other than tickets. But I do hand Robin as well two gold. Okay. So are you buying tickets while you've got the decorated rhinos or are you hiding the rhinos? We're hiding the rhinos. Then we're going to go attend a show. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could trade the fair gold for like a VIP tour. Maybe. Yeah. Use that as like leverage with whatever owner we find. So you can come in and there's somebody near like where that sort of main path is and they're selling tickets that they're only like two silver. Oh, I'll cover the tickets. Oh, thanks. Six silver for three tickets. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And come on in and enjoy. In every tent, we've got the beasts of the wild performing for your pleasure. You'll definitely want to see the horse that does a headstand. Oh, my God. So I have kind of a weird question. (laughs) If you could accommodate me. Maybe, maybe. So I have this thing where I love disgusting shit. And so I was wondering if we could get a tour of, like, the back areas. He sniffs the air. He's like, yes, I can tell. (laughs) Yes. It's disgusting, and I love it. And so I was wondering if we could, you know, if there's an additional fee or something like that, if we could get something of a tour of where the animals live and shit. It's possible. You'd have to talk to the ringmaster. He's over there, and you see this man in a top hat and a, like, red jacket and red pants (laughs) that seems to be sort of busy, like, jotting things down in a notebook as he's looking around. (sighs) Ringmaster? Yeah, by the way, his name is Tom. Okay. Unless you guys are doing something, she's gonna... Turgon is gonna walk over there. Ringmaster Tom. He takes a moment, he looks up from what he's running, he's like, and he kind of brightens and says, That's right, Top Hat Tom at your service. How can I help you this fine day? Oh, that's excellent. So I have a request, and the ticket seller at the front told us to talk to you. I like disgusting things. I don't know if you've heard of me, Turgon the Terrible. It's sort of my thing. And while we were... I'll say no, but we're new to this land. We come from the next land over, just past the mountain line, just past the first vertex. Yeah, no, I'm very familiar with the next land over. It's a great place. Yeah, and Vertex is a new term. That's nothing that Jericho ever said. Interesting. Ooh, Vertex. Ah, wormhole. Sorry, wow, that's incredible. Um, so anyway, could we get like a special VIP tour of the circus and especially of the areas where there's like, where the animals live and there's like a lot of shit and it smells bad? Well, we're kind of busy right now. As you can see, we've got a lot of shows going on. I mean, we're fine taking ourselves around. Uh, I just didn't want to assume that was okay, but I mean, we're willing to pay. A reasonable price. Okay, so this is going to be a charisma-based role. Oh, good. I'm so charismatic. It's one difficulty because it is busy, and it is that is going to complicate anything. And also, this guy is not dumb. He's got some resources for himself. But you're also going to have a disadvantage because of your loathing trying to have a friendly conversation. So it's your charisma pool, minus one die, and then one difficulty. Can Joker help? How would Joker help? Can I use intimidating gaze and go for, like, do not deny me vibes? Show me where the poop is. Because that's what I... Intimidating gaze is officially my stance. Okay. Yes, you could use that. I mean, the the challenge is, of course, that you're... I mean, you weren't role-playing it as intimidation, though. That's true. That's fair enough. So do you want me to try and help? She literally cannot do it. So I think Joker just, like, saddles up to the person we're attempting to get into the back room with, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, are you really going to yuck somebody's yum who's literally wearing the grossness of some dead people? It's just want to let them do what they want. So I think this is still Imogene's role. That will give you an advantage, which will give you one of your dice back. Well, she has a chance. Yay. Five and four. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he says, well, I mean, it is busy. How much are you thinking about paying? What's it worth to you? 25 silver. 30. Deal. All right. And he starts taking you around the circus. She is stepping in every poop pile. (laughs) So I assume Reynolds and Joker are following. 
Yes. Yes, but not stepping in every poop pile. Yes. Mm-hmm. I almost imagine, like, Joker almost, like, sort of dancing between the poop piles, almost. Mm-hmm. So, as you're going around, shows you the tents, there is, in fact, a horse that does a handstand that then immediately falls over. <gasps> Ooh. While we're going, Reynolds is noting every, like, lock, shackle, rope tied, just all the mm-hmm. objects that we need to break that to release an animal. Yeah, so it seems like the animals, when they are performing, they're sort of, like, usually tied to a post at the tent that they're performing at until it's time for them to specifically go on. In addition to the shows, the caretaker takes you over to a sort of holding area for the animals, and this is actually like a huge, like wagon, like a like a cage, and you can see that there are locks there. There are multiple locks, so different type of animals are in them. And you can see sitting in reserve, there are wild boars. There is a tiger. That tiger, oddly enough, seems to be wearing a bracelet around its left paw. And then the next one that you see contains an actual elephant. But the elephant is not looking so great. It looks sick. Uh, this elephant's looking a little green. Is is it all okay? Oh, yeah, it's been sick for a little while. When we get to the next big city, we should be fine to you know, maybe see if there's an apothecary that can help. Of course. Of course. Do we pass within short distance of it at some point? Yeah, within short distance. Then very stealthily. I'm gonna see if I can cast a heal on it, just to make it feel a little bit better. Mm. Probably not curing it, but just to, like, alleviate whatever symptoms I can. Sure. So that is your wisdom pool and your d12. Alright. A 6 and a 5, and then a 12 on the, uh... It's a 1. 1 is when things go bad. Yeah. Okay. Then a 6 and a 5. Alright. Since you got a 6... Rousing success. Yes, that is a special, which means you heal it for additional health. So it does start looking a lot better. It's still sick, but you seem to have, like, alleviated a lot of the symptoms in this moment. Like, you've kind of taken a couple steps back in its progression. Feeling the presence of the wild god, I just whisper to the elephant, be ready to rumble, and then continue on with the tour group. It sort of reaches out with its trunk and sort of waves languidly at you. Aww. Trigon is noting... The structural weaknesses of the tents, the strength of any apparent bouncers. Yeah, so the circus people, for the most part, seem sort of, you know, average people. Not something that would necessarily be a threat except in mass. Now, you do notice that there are a few stronger people that they might be performers of some sort, but they also do kind of look more like the heavies that are supposed to protect the circus if it ever comes under attack on the road or something like that. They look like they might be a little bit more formidable, not necessarily for an emotion night in the apex of their passion, but still they're not insignificant either. Okay. So, you guys feel like you've scouted out the circus. What do you do? Rain death upon them. <laughs> Return to the rhinos. Before we leave Top Hat Tom's presence, Reynard will ask, will there be a big show later tonight? A big kind of you know, centerpiece kind of show? Yeah, we do a centerpiece show uh, once every two hours while the circus is open. Fantastic. And when's the next one? He uh, looks up at the sun and says, I don't know, maybe another about another hour from now. Excellent. Good to know. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for the silver. Hopefully we disgusted your friend sufficiently. Oh, she is. She's intense on the emotion scale right now, so she is just really leaning in. Like, if this was, like, 
a movie, everybody would be standing like 20, 25 feet away from her. But she would just be this disgusting, glowering, intimidating presence. Just like a darkness cast over her. Almost vibrating. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the whole time Blossom has been saying, Oh, that animal's so cute. Shame about the cage. Do you notice that scar on its side? So you can move your die up one. Oh no! I gotta use this before I fucking go insane. Defeat a god hope or myself. I now can defeat an army, a mountain range, a town, or a weakness. But I have to roll higher than my emotion scale, which is three. And I have to roll my d8 and beat it. Otherwise, things go bad. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think. I think that's how it works, Daniel. Don't trust me. Yep. Okay. I think we go to the rhinos at least and then start planning from there. Mm-hmm. So do you still want to go with the uh, distraction part while Robin and I pop some cages open? Yes. Can I have the fair gold? Yes. Here you go. Good luck. Thank you. So I'm going to tell you one thing, Imogene. At this level of loathing, you can absolutely do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to say it's going to add complications if your distraction is not an opportunity for you to express the purity of how much you loathe this circus. Yes, I anticipated that. Mm -hmm. So because the rhinos are decorated, she wants attention and people to not stay away that far. She's going to wash and get shiny. Okay. Super shiny. Is it dusk? It is probably getting close to dusk now. Yeah. And she's holding a torch. All right. She doesn't have to hold a torch. I think Blossom is glowing so intensely (gasps) right now. That's right. Never mind. So you've got hot pink flames glittering across your black armor. That is dope as fuck. It's a look. Yeah. It's a vibe. That is a good look. I think I might have, yeah, I, I don't know if I described the color of the spikes, but whatever I said before, forget it. It's silver, obviously. Silver, black, and purple pink. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, she rides in with her rhinoceros formation. Okay. And what is she doing? She starts yelling, Hear ye, hear ye, I am Turgon the Terrible, paragon of this land. One fair gold for the person who can run and fetch me an apple from the forest. And she holds the fair gold up in the air. You're going to get some success here regardless, but I want to see what it's at. So go ahead and give me a charisma-based roll. You will comply, she says like before. (laughs) So that's two dice. What's the difficulty? There's no difficulty. It's just difficulty zero. Five and a three. Okay. So two carnies, just like the normal carnies, not any heavies, go running off, and then sort of five of the spectators. And she just continues doing that, and she stops outside all the tent openings, and in her booming voice, go get my apple. I need an apple right now. And she starts talking to people. Why aren't you moving? Get out there. So you definitely get some more people going. One of the carny heavies comes up to you and says... These rhinos are nice. I don't usually see them in this climate. How much for them? If you can get everyone in the circus to run into the forest and fetch me an apple, they're yours. Well, that's uh, we're in the middle of shows right now, so... All right, well, for these bad boys, and she reaches back, and she slaps each one on the ass super hard to get them to stampede. <laughs> they start stampeding. They start running ahead into one of the tents... And people start screaming yeah. as the tent starts going down. Yeah. And they continue running out through that tent and then into the forest. Better catch them. And you hear more screams from the forest as the rhinos apparently are running directly at some of the people who went running for the apple. 
This is a distraction. We cannot deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. So, Reynolds and Robin. This big distraction is going on. What are you doing? Beelining towards the uh, back rooms. Okay. Are you doing it stealthily? Yes, please. Okay. So that'll be a dexterity-based roll from each of you. Oh, no. You have an asset because of the distraction, so you have an extra die. Ooh. I don't have to use the fool's die, right? It's up to you when you use the fool's die. Fuck. No. Let's not risk it for this biscuit. Ooh, I got a five, four, and a six. Okay, you are definitely, like, perfectly stealthy, and you'll have a special on that. We can think about what that is after Reynolds rolls. Hold on. Was I supposed to roll my d12 with this? No. Well, I did anyway, so... Which is only significant because I rolled a one on the d12. Yeah, no, you're fine. Okay. This wouldn't be anything that's Godbinder specific. Well, it uh, seems like I can add my d12 if I want to, if I'm saying that it has, like, some god stuff behind it. Oh. I think so. Well, okay. All right. This is what I'm thinking. Can I keep the D12 on there and say that Reynard asked for, like, blessing of Loki to, like, make sure the distraction went off and that we were properly, like, stealthy? Okay, and then you rolled a one, right? Yes. Okay. That incurs god debt, then? Yep. Which means Loki no longer owes you one. Yeah, that's fair. And then I also rolled a six and a four on the actual dice. Okay. So you rolled six to four on the actual dice. You also are able to sneak along to where the cages are. Love it. Robin, what would you like for your stealthy special? Um, she's so stealthy that the animals are chill with her. Sure, that works. Nice. You guys are at the cages. What are you going to do? <laughs> Reynard whispers a quick little prayer to Loki, saying something like, It'd be fun if all these animals disappeared from their cages, and then we'll start smashing locks. Okay. <laughs> Reynolds is smashing locks. What is Robin going to do? She's going to try picking locks. You can absolutely try to pick locks. I will also point out that you have a spell for this. Oh, yeah. One second. <laughs> I'm pulling it up. Well, we're using the unlocking spell. How's that? Yeah, knock. Knock, yes. Okay, so start with Reynolds. Reynolds, roll me a strength-based roll. Five and two. Okay, so five and a two. Because you have Loki's assistance, roll an extra one, actually. D12 as well, or...? No, 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 no. You're, the, you already did the D12 to get his assistance with it. That's four. Okay, perfect. You smash, like, three of the locks and release these animals. No problem. Robin, roll me a charisma-based roll for your magic. Okay, so that's four. Okay, I got a six, a three, a four, and a five. Damn. I got a straight? Is that what that's called in the gambling? <laughs> So, you get a special, I think you're able to unlock all the locks, essentially. <laughs> like, so Reynolds, like, smashes through a few, and Robin is just, like, going along the way, just like, book, book, book. Well, I brought her. The elephant charges out, you know, the other animals charge out, the tiger comes out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the bracelet around it, and it turns and looks at you, opens its mouth, and says... You. I knew it was you. And they stand up on their hind legs and shift in sort of a cross between a tiger and humanoid form. We're a tiger. Is this tiger talking to Reynard or Rob? Both of you. Oh, both. And Reynolds, you hear a voice in your ear. See? They're all free. And that's where we'll end this episode. Whoa. Damn. Oh, boy. Stay something about this episode.
I love the whole thing. But, I mean, the whole deal with the god, love that. And having it come back and be like, I mean, Turgon may be doing it in an emotionally reprehensible way or a morally reprehensible way, but it's a moral cause at the end of the day, so. hmm Yeah. And at the very least, the god of the wild just said, free the animals. It could have been much worse. The god of the wild could have done something like, free the animals and kill all the carnies. Well, Turgon's working on it, so. <laughs> that got out of hand yeah, it's quick. Good. Yeah, your level is very high. I was thinking I probably should have just not leaned into the Aladdin thing and just had her go in absolutely reeking, just drive everybody mm. out by the smell. But, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. Listeners, as you may have heard earlier, we're probably going to do at least a couple more episodes of this to get through it because we're having fun. So there will be more die in the future, as you can probably guess from the cliffhanger. Been the longest one shot of my life. <laughs> is that a complaint it's a mini campaign at this point <laughs> it's not a complaint no it's not a complaint <laughs> well we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions that's where we offer you the listener nxp to check out something that we think you'd really dig this week it is my turn and as often is the case i have a book to recommend to you the book is how to sell a haunted house by grady hendrix this is the same author that I've recommended before, wrote the Final Girls Support Group, also wrote the book Horror Store about a haunted Ikea. Really good author. This is a book about grief, generational trauma, and evil puppets. Well, The main character, Louise, she's a single mom in Seattle, and she gets a call that her parents have died in a car accident. And so she has to fly back to the South and go to the funeral and deal with the estate. On her way back, she has to leave her kid behind because her kid is a little too freaked out about death. And she comes back, and she's back with family, and her brother, who's just sort of like this loser, like he was going to go into acting school, and now he just like works at a bar. He's never really left town since college. And they are checking out their mom's house, and her mom ran a sort of ministry-focused puppet shows. And they come back and they find these old puppets that terrified them as children. And it becomes very clear that they're going to have a problem because selling the house is difficult when it's still haunted by something. Mm -hmm. And something that traces back throughout their family's history. It's really good. Grady Hendrix is excellent at like the initial like slow burn of normalcy just like interpersonal drama and then you get to the point when the shift the supernatural shift or the the twist of the story hits even though it's a slow burn he still manages to pull the rug out from under you every time so it's a really good book it's a lot of fun especially if you like the idea or not like the idea of like you know haunted evil puppets is something that like presses your interests it's it's a lot of fun so highly recommend how to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. If people wanted to reach out to us and tell us what they think about How to Sell a Haunted House or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a bunch of socials that they can come and tell us those things on. You'll find all our socials on our website, explorerswanted.fm. You know, on there. If you go there, go there right now. Unless you're driving. <laughs> go there later. I don't know. You'll see that on Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.Camp. But the best place to talk to us about books and TV shows and whatnot is our Discord. 
explorerswanted.fm slash discord will bring you to that discord that we are on. If it's within your means and you're feeling generous, a great place to support us is patreon.com slash explorerswanted. Also, you use our dice affiliate code with dice. type in explorerswanted in the coupon line checkout thing, and you get 10% off your order with diehard dice. That's it. I'm done. You can go home now. And if you can't financially support us, it's totally fine. We understand. The best thing that you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing you could do for us is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, his long limbs, five joints each, twitch absently as he looms over the table. His thorax, so thin, still manages to occlude the light, draping the cutting board beneath his bristling body in shadow. He's hungry, and his seven-fingered hands carefully place the raw meats and cheeses in neat stacks. He reaches for a knife to prepare the bread, and then pauses before looking up at you. You see, the best jelly is in your eyes. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K, Org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. Starting to thunder right now, right as Dan was doing his little short story horror thing. And now I'm perturbed. I'm at Slime Potato on Twitter and at Slime Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. Daniel, they were saying haunted like it was a bad thing, but I will buy that haunted house and live with those cursed puppets. It is fine. <laughs> Do not worry. I'm Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! Bye! bye.